The COVID-19 pandemic has passed a grim milestone, unfortunately. We'll talk a little bit about what it is and what it might mean for the future. Also, President Trump is readying a new executive order against social media companies. I'll tell you what that means and what it doesn't. And also, Pastor Rick Warren has made a surprise announcement. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Tyler Huckabee. Welcome to The Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All those stories are coming up right now. First up, the United States has passed a grim milestone on Wednesday, with the COVID-19 death toll passing into six figures and no real end in sight. So far, the U.S. has far and away the highest COVID-19 death toll in the world, with 100,000 deaths. It's nearly a third of the global death toll. That number is so big and the tragedy is so vast that it's kind of hard for it to really land. But obviously, we want to note that these were 100,000 parents, grandparents, brothers, sisters, friends, neighbors, pastors. I know many of you have lost pastors, partners. Uh, many of them died alone, unable to be near their loved ones due to the social distancing guidelines. Many of these people were healthcare professionals who succumbed to the coronavirus after tirelessly working to save others and were very grateful for their sacrifice for us. Very tragic that they were not able to be saved. A disproportionate number of these people were Black. Black Americans make up only 13.4% of the population, but a study has found they make up over 60% of the COVID-19 death toll. So it can be really hard to wrap our minds around these numbers and the story they tell. The AP spoke with a guy named Lorenzo Servite. He's an assistant professor of literature and medicine at Lee University. He said, quote, it's really hard for people to grasp statistics when it comes to numbers after a certain scale. Can you picture 30,000 people or 50,000 people? And when you get into the millions, what do you even do with that? It's so outside of our everyday life that it's hard to grasp meaning from them. Uh, a guy named Daryl Van Tongren agreed. He's associate professor of psychology at Hope College in Michigan, and he studies how people find meaning in suffering. He also spoke to the AP saying, quote, each day we've become accustomed to the new reality that we don't realize how far we've traveled from what normal is. With too much suffering over time, it's overwhelming and we begin to become calloused. And our empathy essentially runs out. We're so accustomed to death right now that at 100,000, our empathy has become lower. And that's maybe unavoidable to a certain extent, but obviously uh, we will try to keep on top of these stories and, and the people who have been lost in this pandemic here on The Daily. In other news, President Donald Trump was openly furious about Twitter's fact check of his false tweets about mail-in ballots and his promised revenge. Now, according to the New York Times, that revenge will take the form of a new executive order. The order is still in the draft phase and would, according to the Times, I'm going to quote from them here, make it easier for federal regulators to argue that companies like Facebook, Google, YouTube, and Twitter are suppressing free speech when they move to suspend users or delete posts, among other examples. We do have a leaked draft of the order over at Relevant. So the order involves what's called Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which provides legal protections for online companies for what users post on their platforms. So for the most part, companies like Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram have broad immunity from liability for the messages shared on their sites. But the new order takes aim at what it calls selective censoring and would enhance the Federal Trade Commission's ability to target what it considers bias. 
According to the Times, Section 230 has been a big part of social media companies' success. It allows them the freedom to be as strict or as hands-off as they like when it comes to creating rules and moderating content on their sites. Most big social media companies prefer a sort of uninvolved approach. Uh, Twitter has become a little more deliberate following the spread of COVID-19 misinformation, and there have been renewed cries for Trump to face some accountability for some of the spreading of debunked conspiracy theories, particularly the one about Joe Scarborough's former aide, uh, who he he claims, uh, baselessly claims, uh, died under suspicious circumstances in Scarborough's office. Uh, this has forced the company to take action, and it hit the president with his first fact check on Tuesday. Now, the legal community is pretty skeptical of this executive order's odds of holding up in court. Uh, they say that it runs afoul the First Amendment. Uh, Kate Klonick, who's an assistant law professor at St. John's, told The Times that, quote, it's unclear what to make of this because to a certain extent, you can't just issue an executive order and overturn on a whim 25 years of judicial precedent about how a law is interpreted. Uh, she said the order was, and these are her words, likely not going to be upheld by a court. Uh, that was agreed from the other end of the political spectrum by Elizabeth Nolan Brown. She's senior editor at Reason, which is a libertarian hub. She said the order is, quote, an Orwellian document defining federal government regulation of American speech as free speech and private questioning of government authority as censorship. In Trump's formulation, private companies can censor the most powerful person in the country, but not the other way around. So not likely to hold up in court, but could make the next few weeks and months a little difficult for social media companies and obviously a, intended as sort of a volley or an attack of them on part of the president. Finally, while many states are lifting pandemic social distancing guidelines, healthcare professionals remain uncertain about the wisdom of resuming large gatherings. The U.S. continues to weather the most severe COVID-19 outbreak in the world. Uh, as I said earlier, we just crossed a very sober milestone. And 70% of pastors told the Barna Group that they don't expect to resume church services until at least June. That apparently includes the pastor of one of the nation's largest and most influential megachurches, Pastor Rick Warren author of The Purpose Driven Life and pastor of Saddleback Church in Orange County. He has announced that their church will remain closed for the time being, saying, quote, while we're all eager to gather together for worship, we have decided for many important reasons that Saddleback is going to be patient and we're going to wait for better conditions until we resume our large public gatherings. He has a nearly 20 minute video explaining his reasons for this, laying out the thought behind it. Here is a clip of what he said. Saddleback has never been closed during these past 11 weeks. On the contrary, we've been doing more in our communities than ever before. Our buildings have been closed, but the church is not a building. You know that. We are a living, breathing body. The church is a family, not a fortress. We're a people, not a place. We're an army of servants, not an event of attenders. attenders. You have been taught many, many times by me and other pastors in our church that a crowd is not a church. Church is so much more than just the weekend service. No, it's what happens during the week. The church operates 168 hours a week, not just for an hour on the weekend. So rather than sit passively through this newest storm, COVID-19, 
our purpose-driven philosophy has prepared us to instantly mobilize thousands of you, literally tens of thousands, for new serving opportunities in our communities. And the results, frankly, have been astounding or amazing. And you can watch the entire thing. It's actually quite good. Uh, it's, a, it's an informative and encouraging update from Pastor Rick. Uh, you can watch the whole thing over at relevantmagazine.com. To read more about all these stories and everything else we're covering today, make sure to check out the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. Also, for the latest, make sure to follow Relevant on social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant, on Facebook and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. You can subscribe to our other podcasts there as well. I'm here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thank you for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.